Wait a minute, I hear something. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Dr. Movie, your show that's apparently not on wheels. How about that for a title? <laughs> hey, uh, we're, we're cruising on through this uh, this weird world of, of the, the demons movies, right? So we've done the, the first three, which is actually five movies. <laughs> yep. That math is as good as the math that I that I learned at my school. So uh, we are up to Demons 4, which is a movie called The Sect uh, from 1991. And uh, the thing about this one, it, it's kind of a, I don't want to say a repeat, but it's a follow-up to the last one we did. Uh, this is directed by Mikel Sauvé again. The guy that did the last movie as well, The Church, and uh, pretty much uh, put together by Argento again. So that kind of gives you our, our setup for uh, what we're going to get. What a weird and wonderful movie this one is. Uh, it does not belong in the demons category whatsoever. Um, it belongs in the Bad Dreams selection. If anybody remembers that movie, Bad Dreams, it, it's it's more like that than than anything else. And um, let's get into it. 1991 horror slash fantasy. Good thing they threw the fantasy thing on there because this one could almost be in in, in the the bat crap crazy week because <laughs> it kind of fits there too. Uh, synopsis is a school teacher is given the unspeakable assignment by the leader. Uh, of a of a legion of doomed, a legion of the doomed, not the legion of doom. You know, she become a professional wrestler or whatever. No, no, a legion of the doomed. Uh, that's trying to give you a one sentence description of a movie that you can't describe in one sentence. <laughs> that's the best I can get out of that. Um, let's look at our cast real quick. All right, I have to I have to talk about this. Our lead character, who I really liked in this movie, and I'll tell you why. Because, I, I, again, I didn't pay attention to the names of people when this came up. I mean, I saw the regulars, you know, I knew Mikhail Sauvé directed it and stuff. This is the first time I watched, folks. Um, I have seen, like, the first 30 minutes of this before, never saw the rest of it. But I really took a liking to our main character, who is uh, a lady that, when I was watching, I was like, wow, she reminds me of, like, Jamie Lee Curtis and uh, and uh, Bridget Fonda. It's like, if you took those two and put them together, she had a look out of her eyes like Bridget Fonda, kind of some facial features, but she sounded and walked and looked like uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Well, lo and behold... She's Jamie Lee Curtis's sister. I just now found that out. And uh, no wonder. I mean, her voice, when you hear it, I'm like, they either overdubbed her and found somebody that sounded like Jamie Lee Curtis. No, it's her voice because 
she's Jamie Lee Curtis's sister. So there you go, folks. Um, we've got Herbert Lom in this, which is the guy that's he's pretty much in every Pink Panther movie, right? Uh, we've got Mary Angela Giodar, uh, Giodar, I can't even say it, Giordano. Uh, <laughs> For you diehard Italian horror fans, you know exactly what she's from. She is the mom in Burial Ground. That's all I got to say about that. If you don't know Burial Ground, uh, you will soon enough. I'll cover it on here. But, yeah, you need to check that one out. Uh, so, you know, a, a pretty good cast. Uh, this is, this like I said, this is a, a very wild but pretty awesome movie. Does it belong in the Demons catalog? Absolutely not. It has nothing to do with anything Demons. It's wild. It starts off in like 1970. And a uh, group of hippies out in California just living out in the middle of nowhere. Doing their thing. Body art. All that kind of stuff, right? Groovy bunch of people. And this guy comes out of nowhere and uh, says his name is Damien. And he's been traveling a long time. And he wants some water, and he starts hanging out with them. Next thing you know, um, he kills them all. And he's part of this satanic group. And uh, so I don't know if we're looking at the uh, kind of the uh, Charles Manson family kind of thing here. But it kind of sets up the rest of the story where it jumps into 1991 or 1990, I think it says in the movie. And uh, it tells the story of this young lady. Um, well, when it first gets to the, to the 90s, you see this lady that's walking, doing some shopping. Oh, you know, somebody else I forgot that's in this. Um, our, our favorite, uh, they don't even have him listed on here. Here we go, yeah. Uh, Giovanni Lombardo Ratis is in this as well. He was in the last one. He was in, I, I told you, he's kind of a regular, uh, major receding hairline in this one. Uh, pretty much going bald, which I guess if you look throughout the movies that he did in the 80s, you can kind of see it coming. But yeah, he uh, he sees this young lady. It's not our main character. It's another lady. And she's walking down the street doing some shopping. And uh, all of a sudden she sees this guy and he starts chasing her, and it it becomes an, an on foot chase out of nowhere. This guy looks like he's a a family man, long kind of a weather jacket kind of thing. You know, doesn't look like a bad guy at all. Uh, chases her down to her house, and uh, cuts her heart out. And uh, in the process, I don't know if he picks up a necklace or what, but. <laughs> there's this awesome scene on the subway and he's sitting there or he's standing you know standing on, on the subway uh, in the subway actually on the train and uh, there's a couple of guys going around in their pickpockets right you see them they've got this art form down where they've got this newspaper and they kind of set it to where they can ease their hand down there so nobody sees it and try to pickpocket your stuff well, they pickpocket the wrong guy, right? <laughs> they walk up to him. They put their hand in the pocket, and, of course, they pull out the heart. He put the heart in his pocket. <laughs> and uh, he uh, reacts, you know, and uh, picks up the heart, takes off running, 
cops end up catching him, and he starts yelling, I had to do it. They they made me do it, right? You know this. They made me do it. And uh, when the cops are trying to throw the cuffs on him and stuff, there's one guy that's got him held at gunpoint to make him stay still. Well, he grabs the gun, still in the officer's hand, sticks it in his mouth, and kablam, right? So just to add to the mystery of all this. And uh, then we get, like I said, it gets to the Kelly Curtis character. Um, actually, we, we, we go with Herbert Lom for a while. Old guy, near death. And he just kind of wakes up in the night and says, it's time. And he takes off on foot. <laughs> gets, gets, he's got a box that he's got tied up with his belongings in it, which is just a box. I mean, it can't be much of belongings. But he ends up taking a bus, getting to a certain area, and he's standing there, and he goes out in the middle of the road looking for some kind of sign. He's looking up at the sun. It's like seeing if all the signs are lined up or whatever. And here comes Kelly Curtis, her character, uh, Miriam, and uh, she's speeding through there in a car and accidentally hits the guy, and uh, she ends up... uh, you know, helping him up, and he gets in the, in her car, and she says, "I'll take you to the hospital." He's like, "Nope, that that'll be fine. I'm I'm okay." Well, how about I just take you to my place? You can just chill out there, and I just live down the road. Yada yada. So yeah, we kind of get that situation where uh, she takes him takes him in, and he starts looking around the house, and he says that he used to live in a house a lot like this one, and just brings back memories. Well, as this goes on, you're gonna find out that. Yeah, he knows this house very well. <laughs> Pretty much his house. Uh, in the bottom of this house is a gateway to hell. And uh, the the end goal of this is very, very, very Rosemary's Baby. You know, I brought that up in, in the church when we was listening to it or talking about it. And, uh, boy, this one's way much like uh, Rosemary's Baby. There's all kinds of weird sequences here. There's a kind of a beetle-type bug that he takes in there in the middle of the night when she's asleep, and it crawls up in her nose. I don't know if it's some kind of possessive thing, but there's all this stuff where, you know, there's imagery with this woman that's a friend of hers that, you know, this woman is a teacher, and uh, she uh, has this little girl in her class, and the little girl's drawing a picture of this bug. She's like, wow, that's interesting. She says, well, my mom draws it all the time. Well, that mom ends up, like, disappearing. Don't know what happens to her uh, one day after school. And so uh, this teacher, Miriam, takes the little girl home. And when she gets home, she sees all these pictures this woman has drawn of this beetle. It's over and over and over. And it it, it, it does something to her, and she kind of passes out. I forgot to mention that she finds out that there's this under underneath the house. I mean, it's just a huge kind of coven-looking area. Paintings on the wall. It's pretty awesome-looking. And I guess for the majority of the movie, or the majority of her life, she never knew this existed. But she found a passageway that was open, because, like I said, Herbert Lom's character, Morbius, Mobius, was down there, right? Because he's trying to open it up and get everything set up for what needs to happen. So what you're finding out is this guy is in charge of bringing the evil to the earth that's supposed to take over everything. That's kind of the whole point. And uh, she's kind of the vessel to make it happen, right? 
hence called the sect. Um, she uh, goes down there, and then all of a sudden, there's this lady there, <laughs> out of nowhere. And she acts like she's stealing something, and she's afraid, and she runs off. Well, no idea who this lady is, but when she passes out at this little girl's house, like I said, when she sees all the bugs, the uh, the, the man of the house yells for the, I guess, the caretaker of the house or the maid or whatever to bring some water. Well, when she brings the water, guess what? It's that lady. So it does these weird kind of tie-ins to things. Uh, like I said, reminds me a whole lot of bad dreams, except for the fact of so much of that is kind of in the mind, right? This one, this stuff is happening. And, you know, the whole point is she's responsible for bringing the evil to the earth and doesn't even know it. Very, like I said, Rosemary's baby. Um, yeah, she has this wild dream, which kind of comes true eventually. And again, Mikel Sauve, <sighs> what work. I mean, his artistic flair in this, I mean, to me, he really shines in this movie as far as his abilities, which leads up to the next movie that he does down the road. Um, Cemetery Man, if you don't know what I'm talking about. Um, this is a beautiful film. This is done very well. It it paces pretty decently. It, it feels It's a long movie. It's almost two hours long. So that that's one of the things that kind of makes you go, eh, you know. But uh, overall, I really enjoyed this flick. And uh, I think you need to check it out. It is called The Sect, if you're looking for it. Um, why it's in the Demons catalog, no idea. I don't know if it was just that popular of a set of movies, even though you get three different part threes. But uh, this is a great standalone flick. Um if you're getting into that kind of cultish kind of film, this is uh, this is really good. Um, don't know why I didn't finish it back when I first originally saw this, uh, but glad I did. Uh, this is a great flick, and it's got some imagery in it that is pretty bizarre. Um, hope you're not scared of pelicans. <laughs> I'll just say that because there's something weird that happens with the pelican. Um, I, I'm I'm going to kind of leave it there because I feel like this is one that, especially if you're a horror fan, especially Italian horror, you have to check this one out. It It is just strange enough that I'm really surprised I haven't seen more people talk about it because I'm surprised at how solid of a flick this one is. And how great the imagery is in it. This deserves a lot better uh, accolades than being Demons Part 4. Just saying. Uh, this movie should be held to a much higher uh, standard as far as where it sits. So, it's kind of where I stand on this one. I'm going to give this a 4 out of 5. Um, I was really impressed with it. And highly recommend you check it out. That's pretty much it on this one. I don't want to ruin much more. But uh again, the 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 lead character to me is all of it, right? You're you're taking this trip with her and she delivers tenfold. And uh 
I don't know. Really enjoyed this one. So y'all give it a chance. Let me know what you think. And uh, till next time, we'll do uh, <laughs> Demons Part 5. And uh, yes, yeah, it's getting crazier as we go, folks. All right, folks, that's it for this one. We will check you later. Dr. Boobie!